Are you my podcast? 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 Hi, Sarah Colonna. Hi, Mayor Bear Radzinska Rooney. Ooh. <laughs> I, I tried to do a nickname on the fly and it fucking Sarah failed miserably. Colonna Rooney. No, it I I think sometimes some of your fails are some of my greatest wins. So thank you. Is that what you believe? Yeah. <laughs> it really is. How are you? I actually believe it. Uh, I'm good. How are you? I'm very excited about this episode that we're going to have. a. We have a special guest coming on, as you guys all know, um, Jen Kirkman, or if you don't know, because you missed us posting about it and, or missed our episode last week because you didn't listen to us, which doesn't seem at all possible or cool. No. Um, then you know that Jen Kirkman is coming on because her very first Hallmark movie that she wrote the script for the teleplay. She'll tell you all about it. Anyway, um, she wrote it and it was called Tis the Season to be Merry. And it was a delight. I just finished watching it. Mm-hmm. It, it was joining us. It was a delight, right? Yes. I quite liked it. Um, yeah. So she's going to be joining us in a couple of minutes. Obviously, we're going to tell you a couple things first, which is if you're not in Are You My Podcasters Facebook group, then please join. If you are not following us on Instagram and you miss announcements and fun stuff that we do, follow us on Instagram, Are You My Podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe. It is very important to us. And we are trying to reach a goal of a number I'm not going to tell you by the end of the year. So that that way, if you just go on there and do something, then you won't know, like you won't go, oh, they already have enough. You know what I mean? So just go for it. Just get on there and rate and review, subscribe, say nice things. And join us on Patreon. You can get four exclusive Patreon episodes where we just do nonsense. This past Sunday, we went over the gift goop guide, oh, the goop gift guide. And yes. there was a butt plug that looked like a wine stopper. Anyway, join Patreon and you can hear all about it. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you do not want to miss out. I did hear my boyfriend slash editor genuinely LOL several times while he was <laughs> editing. And I was really excited about it because I knew it was super funny. And uh, so, yes, all of that is true. I do want to say how much I love this movie. And afterwards, I wanted to change the spelling of my name to M-E-R-R-Y because, you know, I'm like that. You know what I mean? I know. Well, I, I know. I, I liked that about the movie that her name was Mary, but it was also still M-E-R-R-Y. Like it yeah. made it so much fun for the whole title because I would have expected it to be Tis the Season to be M-A-R-Y, right? Well, I mean, I guess, although when I when it's if it was on the Hallmark Channel or the Lifetime Channel, I feel like they can only spell Mary like that. Right. Like it's like around Christmas time. Somebody probably read it M-A-R-Y and they're like, fuck, no, we can't do that. <laughs> well, you know what? We get to ask the writer oh, if true. she chose to spell it M-E-R-R-Y or not. And that's going to be exciting. Who knows what secrets <laughs> will be revealed during this podcast? I know. I am so excited. And I know I sort of like short earlier when I was talking about the movie. I just I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. And and I I I didn't get as angry as I normally do. There weren't as many loose ends. I got to be honest. I don't know if it's a Hallmark or Lifetime thing. I don't know. Well, that's what I was thinking. And, and, you know, as we have, for the most part, always done Lifetime movies when we do 
movies as a topic and or Netflix too and uh, random things. But I don't think we've ever even done a Hallmark one. I might be wrong. But the Lifetime ones are definitely more infuriating, I've mm-hmm. decided. Mm-hmm. Because the I think the Hallmark ones are just are, are so much more ha- like they're happy. I don't know. There's nobody doesn't. There was no like real disgruntled yeah. people. And including me watching it. (laughs) (laughs) So we're just going to do a quick like discussion, recap, outline, tell you what the movie is about. Mary is going to take the wheels on that. And, you know, because she she loves doing this shit. You know how she loves... How she to loves to, to try to to try to have a straight line of thinking. I don't. I, when Mary takes the wheel, Mary veers off into the ditch very quickly. And fortunately, Sarah grabs the wheel and keeps them alive. So we'll see what happens. Okay, let's see how I, I don't know. But we want you to do that just so that when we have Jen on, we can just talk to her and not have to walk through the movie that she already wrote. And uh, yeah. All right. So it's set in Boston. A single gal named Mar- Mary Griffin. She is a love and relationship expert. Big on rules for love, big Instagram lady. And she ends up going to her best friend, who's also her editor, Darlene's house for the weekend. Uh, I already fucked that up. There's a part where her she's writing a book and then that's going south because, well, it's going to get published. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to get published, except the story is about her but it's actually she's it's an imaginary fiance and the big publisher lady doesn't know that and i feel like you really want to reach over and grab the wheel right now don't no, you? i know i think you're doing great Keep All right. going. so then okay so they're kind of frustrated they don't her and her editor best friend don't know how to tell the head book lady that she that this is an imaginary fiance so they're like well let's just go to your house for the weekend your family's home in vermont and we'll figure it out they go there. Darlene, the best friend's brothers in town, Adam, who had been in Guatemala and who had apparently he and Mary had a little thing maybe in high school or something. He rolls up. He's super hot and very handsome. And I don't typically need to fan myself during a Hallmark movie, but he there's a shower scene and it's something. <laughs> Mary's uh, Darlene's house. Her parents are very happy. They own a um, a Christmas tree farm and a like a gift shop, and it looks like Santa and Christmas shit all over, but like in the <laughs> loveliest way. It's very Christmassy. And then what happens, Sarah? Well, then basically they are trying to. Uh, she's trying to figure out a new book idea because the editor, I mean the publisher, says you can't have a fake relationship people thought that think this is going to be real so uh long story short she and adam fall in love and she writes a new book and there you go that's it (gasps) wow you wanted a lot less than what i gave you that first (laughs) (laughs) i I just wanted you guys to have if you didn't watch it this way when you listen you kind of know the plot that you know that we're talking about and um we're about to introduce jen kirkman who will come in and tell you all the different things about writing it and what she, what she wrote and what she didn't and all the things. It's going to be super fun. I'm interrupting you right now because um, Jen Kirkman is going to be joining us right this second. Join us, Jen. This is very exciting. Oh, hi. Hi, hi Jen. Look at you. I haven't seen her in so long. Oh, wait. you Have you guys ever met? I don't think no, we've ever met. Oh, no, no. I'm so oh, excited. It's so nice to meet you. I, I've heard the pod. I love it. And I've heard awesome things about 
you as a person and comedian and well, thank you for saying that. I'm a huge fan of yours. So this is oh, very thanks. exciting. Yeah. Well, you know, I was just on the phone there um, considering uh, letting made for TV movies be nominated for Oscars and they're, they might oh. push this into the Globes. <laughs> oh, this year's. I think yeah. so. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It's yeah. amazing. I made time for the podcast, but it just worked out. <laughs> I can't believe it. So like, even though the Golden Globes have already been announced, they're going to retroactively put this one in there. Yeah. 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 And it's in its own I mean, category. So it probably will just win by default. And then next year they'll add more, you know. Yeah. And then obviously they, and they're not letting, this one was just so good that they're not putting anyone else in the category. Like they're not even nominating anyone. Like you've already won it basically. Yeah. They said it's like, it's not because they think like, I mean, that is basically why, but they're like, there's some technicality, but I don't want to be, you know, Yeah, big, I don't want to get a big head. <laughs> I was going to try to uh, make a whiplash joke with the number of nods that this movie's going to get from the Oscars, <laughs> but I'm gonna, I'll hold off. Oh you did. my God. What's up, y'all? Oh my God. And here she is, America. America. She just waved, even though we're not using video. <laughs> just waving to um, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Jen Kirkman, who wrote. Tis the season to be merry, which we all told you, we told you last week to watch it. We put it on our social media. A lot of people were watching it. Our Facebook group was going crazy. People were loving it. Oh, really? Oh, that's yes. so good to hear. Yeah. Well, so what Mary and I am A-R-Y. Um, yeah. Well, first of all, J- Jen and Mary, you've actually never met before. And no. you, yeah. So this is exciting for me because these are two of my favorite funny people, not just oh, women, fucking people. people. Well, thank It's so nice to meet you, Mary. And I'm a fan of the pod, but Sarah knew that, but maybe you didn't know that. So I know I appreciate it so much. I'm so excited. I'm a huge fan of yours and I'm, I'm geeking out and Sarah knows Aww. it. So thank you for joining us. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Oh, it's so it was I thought it was so fun. And what Mary and I were talking about right before you came on was that we have never covered a, a Hallmark movie on this podcast that wow. we can recall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we usually do Lifetime and we usually feel very angry during 97% of the movie. Yeah. I, and I, that didn't happen with this. I, I didn't see as many plot holes. I didn't mm-hmm. see as many impractical fucking impossible moments. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed myself and it, it caught me off guard, to be honest. <laughs> well, you know, I know you guys don't normally do Hallmark movies. I thought maybe you had done one once before. I don't know why. Um, and I'm a Hallmark loyalist. Um, so I just watch the Hallmark Christmas movies every year. They do 40 of them. I have nothing against Lifetime. I just, I mean, how much time can I spend watching this kind of thing? <laughs> Listen, you don't, Lifetime doesn't give us shit. You can say whatever you want about Lifetime. Yeah, you can okay. Say well, that- I used to, I used to work there as a young temp in, in Los Angeles. I took Sarah to the Lifetime Christmas party. That's two separate sentences, but she, oh, she did. She did. Hang on one second. She so was attempt. I, I, I'm not just saying this and you guys can, we can make fun of parts of my movie and all of it. I'm like weirdly proud and loved watching it. And as someone who watches all the Hallmark, Hallmark movies, I do think it was, I'm probably not objective, but I'm going to say objectively one of the quote better ones if we're talking about like not as much maddening plot hole stuff. And I think it looked kind of like they threw some money at this thing. I thought it I thought so too. Yes. I definitely thought so. Yes. And- it didn't like it was almost like as we're watching it, I'm like, what the fuck am I gonna make fun of? Like it honestly was just an enjoyable couple of hours. And I was just this is more of just fun to talk to you versus shitting all over something. Yeah. Well because well when because in lifetime movies what we like the very first one we ever did 
was this character named Phoebe who was just, she couldn't, it was like, literally, I think we called the episode fucking Phoebe because she just was maddening. And I've heard that one. This character with Mary, which by the way, can I ask? It's Mary. Why doesn't no one get this? I know what you're going to ask. Mary. Mary. I like the way you say Merry Christmas. Ever heard of that expression? No, I know what it is, but I'm saying... But what? I also I grew up outside of Buffalo, so it's Merry Christmas anyway. <laughs> That's just how we people say were it. having trouble. Now the thing is, I originally named the love interest Chris because I wanted to have Mary and Chris. Oh, right. and in the first first outline, his last name was Moss M O S S, and they were like, Jen, you cannot name the character Chris Moss, and I was like, Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> is this the Godfather? <laughs> uh, they were like, this is a like they thought I was taking a shot, you know, like making fun. And I'm like, no, I thought anyway. So Mary and Chris and then they change it to Adam. But I have a cousin named Meredith and her nickname is Mary. And my dad used to say every Christmas as though it was super hilarious. Merry Christmas, Mary. So I, that just makes sense to me. And it's in my head. But most people have been like, was her name Mary or Mary? I don't get it. And I was like, no, oh, whatever. No, I knew what her name was. That wasn't oh. the thing because I knew I just say Mary. I, I think maybe just because I'm from Arkansas or something. But that's the way I say Mary. I truly yeah. say I don't yeah. say Mary. I don't Matt, you yell Mary. at me like your mother. You sounded like your mother when you did. You went, it's Mary. What do you not <laughs> yeah, understand? And yeah. it's <laughs> you're right. It's an accent thing because we say Mary. Yeah. So I just yeah. say Merry Christmas. And so I was thinking I was curious if there was ever a discussion of 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 spelling it M-A-R-Y. But now that I realize the pronunciation is actually different for some people, but not me. Yeah. Same. The question answered itself. Yeah. And I, I, I put throughout the script, like her name's Meredith, but whatever, but really quick before we get to my movie, I, since this is a lifetime podcast, I do want to tell quickly about the time Sarah and I went to the holiday party. It was so much fun. I, I had a, some kind of like pitch meeting with one of the I don't know. I had some kind of meeting at Lifetime. I don't even know what it was. Just a general meeting to meet some executive. And he was just this really fun gay guy. I don't know why I need to say that he's gay. I, but, you know, just to set the scene of like <laughs> a dude that's not hitting on me, I guess, is why it's important to the story. Uh, and he's like, you love Christmas? Because I was just talking about Christmas movies. And um, oh, I know why I had this meeting. I'm sorry. My agent, who I don't think listens to me ever, she set me up with Lifetime to uh, talk about Christmas movies, but I was a Hallmark fan. So, oh, there we go. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I had the meeting and it was a general meeting. And then when I got there, he's like, I heard you're, you're a fan of all of our Christmas movies. And I couldn't, I, yeah. And I didn't know them and I felt weird. Anyways, like you've got to come to the lifetime. Like when we premiere and announce all of our Christmas movies for the year, we do it at the Grove in Los Angeles for people listening. It's like, a big outdoor mall and they have fake snow and a trolley. And he's like, so, you know, you can come. And I was like, I have to bring Sarah. She's queen of lifetime movies. And (laughs) we went and we took so many cute pictures, but the best part was that, was it Tony Braxton was there? Yes. (gasps) Yes. Do you remember the drama moment when she arrived? Like on the trolley, right? Didn't they have her on the trolley (laughs) and like, they, they wheeled her in and like announced her. Wasn't that on a trolley on the trolley? All the actors were supposed to get on the trolley, which goes yes. two miles an hour. And it was just going to go like around a little corner. And uh, they were all going to wave at us. 
Yeah. And she wouldn't get on. And we could just see all these PR people or lifetime people walking around walkie talkies going, Braxton won't get on the trolley. Braxton, <laughs> hello, come in. Check, check. Braxton won't get on the trolley. And it was like, we see her standing there. She can just walk over. I mean, it was one foot away. Um, yeah, and like, no well, one was there. It here. Why? Yeah. She doesn't need to get on the trolley. She's here. And it wasn't the, the public wasn't there. It was like friends of industry people that know lifetime stuff. And it wasn't televised. There was no need for the entrance. But I just remember people in a panic. Braxton <laughs> won't get on the trolley. Braxton won't get on the trolley is going to be the name of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually jotting that down. Either she just isn't a fan of trolleys or she's just very high maintenance. Who knows? One of the two. Or she was like, I'm already here. Yeah. Like, I just feel like that would be my same response. I would be like, I, I'm I'm here. I'm not going to get on a trolley and go back away and come back. <laughs> it was a magical night. I really wish we'd been on some kind of like, you know, it made the headlines like a red carpet thing or something. But yeah. It no, we didn't of, get that. No. Anyway. I wonder, I mean, if I, we did take some fun photos. I'm going to definitely uh, post some of those on our social medias, you guys. So on Are You My Podcasters Facebook group or at Are You My Podcast on Instagram, you will see some fun throwback photos when this episode comes Oh, out. love it. Were you, so you obviously set this in Boston. Jen's from Boston. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Like that, you, you yeah. set it there. Like they didn't ask you to, right? I said it there and, you know, you never know what they're going to change for whatever arbitrary reason. So I was kind of excited that that did stay in. And I said it there because I'm from there. And usually the movies are Chicago, New York City. Sometimes they'll do in L.A. or San Francisco. Very rare. Um, it's usually New York or Chicago that the movie starts in and then somebody goes to a snowy little town and they very rarely do Boston. So I threw that in there. I liked it because I like, I don't know, it just looked right. And then I, and then I love the fact that then they were in Vermont because Vermont, everything that happened in Vermont made me just want to go to Vermont mm -hmm. now and stay there. I've never been to Vermont holidays. and I feel Have like, you not? no. And I was just, it was a very Christmassy. I get the weather, you know, Northeast, but, the, but it, it definitely, I wanted to move there. I want to live with the Walters. Oh, like their house was <laughs> I, I thought of them as these little working class people that owned a shop. I was like, man, this house is big. And well, that, yeah. that was my only I just want to say my only, you know, not again, a plot hole. But when when Adam and I, I'm jumping ahead, but one tiny thing, when Adam gets out of the shower and it's the, the bedroom where Mary needs a quick cat nap, catch a few winks after the trip to Vermont. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, oh, no, you can stay here. I'll sleep on the couch. I have to imagine in a mansion of that size <laughs> that there might be another bedroom where he could have crashed. I have to imagine <laughs> rather than the living room that was right by the kitchen that led to the cupcake gig, the whole thing I was charming. But I smelled a rat with that part. Well, I, I felt that way, too. And I was like, because, you know, there's three bedrooms, obviously the parents and then we've got Darlene, the sister and the other one and Mary and or whoever in that. So three bedrooms, not not crazy, like a normal size house. Sure. Um, for a family of four. And so I thought it. Yeah, I thought like the rest of the house didn't match. It was very modern. Um, yeah. So I thought, yeah, that's a little bit. I bet there's 19 more bedrooms in this place. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> it was a beautiful house. And then when he slept on the couch and we don't have we told everyone to watch it. Yeah, we can get it nitty gritty. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're just talking about the fun parts. Uh, I mean, about the fun of you being on here with us. 
Um, but when he was sitting on that, when he was sleeping on the couch, when oh, she went sneaking hurt. past him, my neck was killing me. I was I like, you don't sleep like that, Adam. No. Adam, no. Adam no when you sleep on a couch, you sleep either with a pillow Mm-hmm. underneath your head not you don't just put your head against the arm of the couch no well, like God he said him. you know he's been overseas in all kinds of countries building houses he's he used to sleep in a canoe he he doesn't care but yeah, uh, that's right he really doesn't care but you know i had written it as a pullout bed because i think people of their stature would would have one but i when i saw them put him on the couch and not a pullout bed couch i thought oh that was a smart because he's rugged and I get what they're yeah. going for, you know, um, but yeah, no, his neck on the arm of the couch with no pillow is <laughs> I have to see a chiropractor tomorrow. Yeah, this is this is what watching movies uh, when you're over 40, I guess, uh, starts to look like as you start going, oh, that guy looks uncomfortable. Yeah, even though he looked really yeah. he looked hot with his shirt off. But boy, did he look uncomfortable on the <laughs> side on the end of the, the end of that couch. Speaking of uh, last thing on Adam's bedroom, when he does see the parents at the gift shop and the mom, they're happy to see him. And she's like, oh, honey, go. Yeah, we kept your room just like you left it. And I was like, oh, so he's always lived in a Christmas village. Is that right? Because he there was a full Christmas tree in that bedroom. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Like I did write that Mary like that whole scene where she walks in. That is shot for shot how I wrote it. And yes. And uh, I'm very, very proud of a silent scene where a guy with his shirt off lays on bed. Yes. I wrote it so that it's like Mary walks in. She's supposed to be kind of depressed in my version. She just had a breakup. So she goes to take a nap and she kind of looks at the bedroom like a tree in the bedroom. Who does that? Like she's got that kind of like, wow, this is real Christmassy, you know, but that didn't really play. And instead it was like all of his trophies and all of his pictures. And I didn't really understand the trophy thing because I never thought of him as an athlete. He was supposed to have been super dorky growing up and then went across overseas. I don't know what awards those were supposed to be. And, you know, we do see a moment where Mary looks at a picture and I guess it's supposed to be him when he was younger. And she's like, "Ugh, like what a nerd. And I didn't think he was unattractive enough for that. And I, that was the one part I didn't write. That was my point. That little picture moment. Oh, yeah. Was, it was like he had the Python. So in that photo. So she was like, oh, my God, remember him with the Python. So I guess they just wanted us. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Did you realize that because it came back around like a few minutes later, she said, are there any snakes in this room? And he's like, I'm over that phase. I didn't realize it, though, in the moment that it was like he has a Python. I actually didn't even I was drinking last night while watching it, (laughs) texting a million people like, "Woo, my movie, you're watching it. I mean, how fun is that? I know I wanted to. We wanted to watch it last night, but we had friends in town and then and John had a, a bunch of friends in town. So Wait, so I watched it this afternoon, but that was a delight. I sent Jen a photo of me and my new cat, Ralphie Ryan, watching it. And um, <laughs> I said, look, he's watching it. And she's like, no, actually, he's fucking sleeping through it. So yeah, his that, eyes were that was true. <laughs> but well, you know, we couldn't have texted last night, even if you were free, because I forgot the time difference. Like they they air them, you know, in actual at actual 8 p.m. on each uh, coast, right? Girl, no? I get East Coast feed. OK, I don't of know Hallmark why. <laughs> So I do. And I don't know why oh, Hallmark damn. and Lifetime. I watch I can watch any eight o'clock movie at five o'clock. I don't know. 
Good I guess I'm rich. Well, Jen, <laughs> Jen, now that we're formal, uh, formally friends and formally introduced, I am East Coast and I watched it last night and I would have texted the fuck out of you. So oh, for the next one, the I next forgot. one, next one. Yeah, yeah. No, I was texting with my sisters and my um, my manager. Actually, this was nice. She was she was watching it. Um, she was on the East Coast. She's normally lives on the West Coast. And she was with a bunch of family friends. And it was like a group of like older gay guys. And she took a video and they were screaming I, and they were all Boston guys. Oh, she was watching it, it from Boston because she's also from there. And they were going, Amazing. I can't believe you represent that hot guy. And she's like, I don't. <laughs> and then this woman's yelling, she doesn't represent the hot guy. She represents a writer. And he's like, where is she? And they're like, she's not on the screen. She wrote it. And he's like, oh. You could represent the Hawkeye, though. They just couldn't pay attention <laughs> to why she was watching it. That is amazing. He was hot. He oh, was. And Rachel boy. Lee Cook, I thought, was a damn delight in it. I thought she was great. Oh, she was awesome. And do you want to hear an inside scoop about her? Yes. Yes. She sent me a direct message on Twitter like six weeks ago. And it was about six weeks ago that I they film these things real fast. If you're like, wait, it's December 20th and they just stopped filming it six weeks ago. But um, you know, I I'm sure we'll get to this, but I they did a rewrite of my script, like one of the, you know, Hallmark writers that they employ often. So a lot of what ended up airing was not from my brain, but enough was that I feel proud anyway. So Rachel sent me a direct message on Twitter. We'd never met. I don't know her. And she said when they sent me the script, I guess she's offer only. No, but so they send her the script. She's done these movies before, so she must have a thing yeah. where she gets to just do whatever. Um, she said she saw my name on it and she's like, I just read the first 20 pages. I loved it and I'm a big fan. So I wanted to do it. And she's like, I hope I did you proud. And I was like, oh, my God, how sweet is that? And I was like, I'm sure you did. And I was like, I was kind of talking to her like we started DMing and I was like, tell me anything that you can about what it was like filming. And she said, um, you know, she actually was the one who decided that Mary should have made up the boyfriend entirely. Was, oh. they, they let the they let the actors like do a lot, um, like verbal rewrites, like on the day of shooting. So she said something about it in the script where I had Mary originally engaged to someone. Um, that coffee shop scene where that guy Dale, his date doesn't show up. Yeah. In in my version he checks every box and they start dating and she writes her book about him. And then they break up a year later because he kind of jumped the gun and decided to move back to London to help his family run a business. And he thought she wouldn't mind because she likes someone who's take charge and she can write anywhere. And when he tells her, you know, I bought this place for us, she's kind of like, Oh no. And, and it's a very nice breakup where he's like, Oh, did I screw up? And it's just like, I'm just not feeling it. And then, she has to run to her editor friend and say, you know, that book that we just, you know, sent to the printers, like the engagement's off. I can't go on a book tour saying I'm engaged when I'm not. But Rachel said something about that wasn't right. And I don't know if it was the guy that rewrote it. I don't know if it was my writing. I don't know what she saw, but she came up with the whole thing is made up, which I was like, oh, that's cute. Like it, it's cute because she did it. Like if someone else did it, I'd be um, like if a man did it for some reason, I'd be annoyed. Yeah. 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 Um, cause it's so crazy and it doesn't totally make sense that that would ever realistically happen, but because she's so quirky and cute, I was like, that's totally fine. But anyway, long story short, she basically, uh, I said, you know, I'm, I love these movies. And I, I kind of said, you know, maybe I said unironically or something. And I was like, I feel like I revealed to her that like 
half of the people that watch them are watching them around ironically. I don't think she knew the phenomenon that they are. Oh, oh that's but interesting. But in her feelings, I don't think I did, but. No, I don't think so. I mean, I like, you know, we learned a long time ago because like, obviously we make, we when we do like the Lifetime movies, we're making fun of them, but we also like, I thoroughly enjoy them. And so that is the thing. It's like, I'm watching yeah. them that way, but I also thoroughly enjoy them. But we always are like, we're never making fun of the people in them either, no, you right. know, because it's like, it's more about like what the network comes and does to put in their little cookie cutter thing that they do, you know, and you like the murdery ones and all that stuff. And so that's totally. interesting. Like, it's interesting that you had it that way because I was kind of curious. I'm like, well, why would she have, if, if she made it up, um, which was, I liked that twist because I liked, yeah. I really liked the Sonya character a lot. I loved that publisher yeah, for some reason. Oh, and I, I was have like, more details on her, but go on. Oh, good. I'm excited. Me too. Um, so I was like, it doesn't, but she's written it this whole time knowing that it was going to be made up and now she's panicking this one day about it, about the publisher knowing, you know? So I was kind of like, well, that's weird. So that was the only thing that I thought was weird about that part. But, yeah. you know, like you said, if it, it, and it were, it all worked, but it's interesting that that's not how you originally said it. When they did that, um, what do you call, I guess a montage or where it moved very quickly through, like she was, you know, she meets Dale and it, they made it seem like, you know, they actually got engaged and stuff. And then and then it, it's like a flashback or whatever where, oh, no, that's not true. I was like, damn, like they got me again because that ha but that was like a really I bought it. I was like totally sold on that. And then when she's like, oh, no, I made it up. That, th that did throw me a little bit. You know, it did me too. I'm like, oh, the one thing I wanted to say about that was, you know, they kept saying to me in the writing of it, what does Mary want? What does Mary want? What does Mary want? And what, you know, think about, they, they ask you all these deep things that I feel like I didn't see end up on screen, but like, it's sort of what you have to say as an executive when someone's writing. And my journey originally for Mary was this, she's, you know, in her thirties, she's been single. She's an advice columnist, like Carrie from sex in the city, but it's not advice. She doesn't give advice. She gives her personal dating stories and people always took comfort in the fact that she kept falling on her face and not finding love. And it wasn't an advice column. It wasn't social media. It was just a straight up, I have a column online. And what I wanted for her was that the whole time in her life, she's been looking for that spark. And after like 15 years, when she doesn't find it, she realizes, oh, maybe that's all movie bullshit. Like maybe there's not supposed to be a spark. Maybe it's about making choices and, and, you know, writing down what I want and, the first person that has that stuff, like, let's do it. And so that's her journey is like when she fails because she made that decision that she's just going to, you know, make a list and see who fits it. When she realizes that her book is coming out and it's a lie because she's not engaged anymore, she's afraid that she's going to let her fans down. Like, you know, I finally got married. I finally found love. And she doesn't want to tell them that it didn't work out because she wants to give them hope. And so she's sort of torn. This is my original thing. She's sort of torn. Yeah. Like, I can't go on the book tour and lie and pretend I'm engaged. I just couldn't do that to my fans. But they want a new book. Like, they're willing to put this on hold for a year. Sonia is insisting it has to do with falling in love. And she's like, I literally can't fall in love with in a week. What do you like? What do you want from me? So and it was that she was going to have a spark with Chris, you know, whatever, just like keeping Chris it simple. Moss. Chris Moss. Yeah. <laughs> or Adam, I'm sorry. And 
ultimately what she was going to learn was not anything to do with sparks versus rules and love is this. It's not that I hate that stuff. What I wanted her to learn was it's okay to be yourself. Like it was funny when you were failing and dating and everyone related to you. And then you thought you won by getting engaged and you're afraid to let people know the truth, but your fans love you and you don't have to be embarrassed like about that. And so that's sort of at the end of the movie, I had her doing something big on social media where she confesses her truth, blah, blah. So I'm kind of bummed because I do like that better, but maybe it was just too nuanced or something. Well, I was going to say, I, I, I do, although I loved what I saw um, and really had fun with it. Um, I, yes, I can see that. It feels like maybe that was too nuanced where they were like, no, no, it's got to be a little more like they must have just a staff of writers who come in and go like now formulate it to like our thing. Right. Well, yeah, like, I, that's what I'm thinking. And, you know, throughout every meeting I had with them, which wasn't that many, they're very hands off in like a lovely way. But they kept saying Mary does dating advice. And I kept being like, no, she doesn't. She because they've done movies like that. And I was I was just thinking that it's going to get in my head. I was like, how about she's more like Carrie Sex in the City, not giving advice, just telling her stories. Um, and they kept being like, no, she has these rules. How about she has rules? And I was like, I get it. But there was a Candace Cameron Beret movie where they did that. And they were kind of mm-hmm. like, what? Like, I'm the I'm like the archive person. You know, I'm like, uh, you already did that in 2018. <laughs> <laughs> and so in the rewrite, they really went more with like she has her rules. But I have to be honest, what I loved about the way they did it was in Hallmark movies, whenever someone has a social media presence, they treat them like they're the biggest, worst monster asshole on earth. And I like that it was just like, no, no, literally my job is I have a million followers and I give advice and I've got to take pictures. And like people give her a little shit for it, but Adam ultimately helps her right away yeah. take a picture at a tree. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he's a good guy. Like usually they treat the social media woman from the city like she's some heathen and, you know, and she learns to put the phone down. And and I like that they didn't really bring it up again. It wasn't like she's yeah. all about Instagram. Well, and I think that was one of the reasons and Mary probably, I mean, you chime in obviously on this because uh, of your, because no, because you didn't have any fury watching it like we, like we often do. <laughs> uh, and I think part of it was that it was like, he wasn't frustrating. He was just like a good guy who does his thing and they live different lifestyles. And he wasn't, it was like, and he wasn't like, Oh God, when are you going to get off the, off your phone? And she's like, bitch, that's my job. You know, yeah. like all that stuff. Like what I, I appreciated that there was not any, they weren't, butting heads and being angry with each other all the time. And then all of a sudden it's because they liked each other. It's like, no, they genuinely just got along and then she was washing down. And I, and I really liked that aspect too, of like him saying, and you know, cause even when he said, maybe you're doing this, maybe you give advice because you're trying to avoid basically taking your own advice, you're, you know, trying to avoid love or ever getting hurt. And then, and instead of that sounding like he was going into a place of being like critical, Instead, yeah. he's like, kind of like I probably build houses to avoid building my own. And I was like, all right, this is yeah, I'm good. not pissed off at anybody. No, they rewrote that. And that wasn't me. And and uh, I was like, I- I'm all good with that. Yeah, because they were like, what do they get from each other? And I was originally going to have her inspire him to like that. He can do what he does here, like here in America. Not he does. You know, he can build his own thing and 
He doesn't like he never I wanted her to help him realize he never really wanted to take over his family's business anyway. He's got his own life and I wanted him to help, you know, whatever. But they did it very nice and neat. You know, my brain is a little bit long winded. So like whenever I saw the movie writing in it, I was like, oh, right, that's how you do it. Right. But I would have I would have liked to have seen a little bit more, actually, of what you were trying to do with like he realizes he never wanted to take over the family business because he still seemed pissed off about that. Yeah, that that stayed with me a little. That felt a little, (laughs) um, I don't know, a trail off from like the character of who he was that he's like lived this life in Guatemala and he's, you know, helping all these people and children and and had this worldly life that he would then want to just come home and continue to sell Christmas trees and his family. Not that there was anything wrong with that, but it felt like a little bit of a disconnect with who I felt like he was, you know. In my original version, like the way I looked at it, he's reversed George Bailey. He did see the world and now he wants to come home. Mm. And that That makes sense. He wanted to take over his family's business in one sense, but, but mostly because he hadn't really thought about it. And what he was really excited about, and I think they cut this scene is, there was this big lot of land and he was saying to Mary, I'm going to build an inn, like very George Bailey, like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And, and she was, you know, like, and he, he would say these things though, like, because I should, you know, little tells and she would go, do you really want to do this? And he'd be like, what do you mean? Like he was unaware, you know? And then what I ended up having him doing and it, and it was supposed the the Christmas tree auction was actually the last scene. And then they moved it. And what was supposed to happen in it is a bunch of different things. But one of them was, we were going to find out that Chris decided to start a nonprofit in Boston where he teaches kids to build and basically go and do what he did overseas. Oh, like that's cool. He's going to train a bunch of new, I keep calling him Chris, a bunch of new Adams. And yeah. um, they just never, unless I was too drunk, they didn't seem to wrap up his job story. Like, we don't know. He's like, no. I want to build anything with you. It's like, you need a job, buddy. Yeah. 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 No, that was like, that's what I, yeah, that's like, that's what I mean when I was like, I like what you were trying to, you, you know, I like that you, I would have liked to see them carry through with what you said, where it's like, he realizes he doesn't want to do that or something. Cause instead I think it was just like, yeah, they kind of, I think they just, sometimes we realize in these movies as Mary always uh, as Mary Redzinski always says, yeah. uh, that they just put their foot on the gas at the end. You know, they're like, oh <laughs> shit, we were, this has to come out in two weeks. So wrap it up. <laughs> totally. Well, it's funny too, because I wanted Mary Meredith to help him realize that in the same way that she's like giving advice and, and whatever, like I wanted him, I wanted her to help him realize you're just doing what you think you're supposed to do but you followed your heart when you went to Guatemala for the first time or around the world. Now, what does your heart want? And it's like, oh, I want to start my own thing. But what if it fails? Like he was just afraid to try and fail. And I'm, and she helps him. And it's like, to me, that's so cut and dry. Both of them are afraid to try and fail. She's afraid to love him and fail mm-hmm. because, you know, she can't have another failure after whatever happens. And then he doesn't want to try to start a business and fail. So, you know, to me, it's easy, but uh, they went the direction they went. It still was enjoyable, but like part of me is like, ah, arr. yeah, well, I it was. No, it's still very enjoyable. I mean, I loved that Christmas auction and I thought oh. that was such a fun idea that this is their, you know, this is how they raise money for charity. And then I was like, oh, what a nice idea. Like if I didn't have a husband who loves to decorate for fucking Christmas, <laughs> I'd love to go buy a Christmas off an auction for a good cause and never have to decorate one myself. Somebody actually wrote to me on Twitter and they're like, how did I get the trees to the people? And I was like, well, there was a 
couple lines of dialogue because I am anal retentive and I think of things like this <laughs> where they announce and don't worry, we deliver them to you and drive them to like <laughs> they don't need that boring line about like delivery and you know, will you be home between two and three? But I put it in there. <laughs> well, someone needed it, right? <laughs> well, the, the auction scene was supposed to be at the end. And this is what was supposed to happen because I thought it was beautiful and fun. But to me, it didn't. It's supposed to be this grand moment where Chris has already left and it's Christmas Eve. I mean, sorry, Adam has already left and it's Christmas Eve and he's at the airport. And Mary has to run the auction by herself. And the whole family's like, Mary, Chris, uh, Adam's in love with you. Don't you realize that? And she's like, no. And she's like, I'm in love with him. And they're like, well, go tell him. And she's like, what am I going to do? Go to the airport? I wanted to put that in to be like, nobody does that. And so she gets this realization where it's like, wait a minute. And she still hasn't come up with a book idea for Sonia. And she's like, wait a minute. I'm going to go on my Instagram. I've got millions of followers. I'm going to go on Instagram live. And she tapes it on her phone and Darlene records it on her phone so that if Chris is at the airport looking at Instagram, he's got a pretty good chance of seeing it because it's his sister's account. It's Mary's account. And she's going to come clean to her fans and to Chris and say, there's no book coming out. I failed at love, but I think Chris, I, you know, I love you or whatever. And we're not going to know if he leaves the airport to go back to her or if he gets on the plane, but he's watching her on Instagram live. I love that. Yeah. And so when she's at the Christmas tree auction, she's she, you know, so basically they film the Instagram live thing and she and Darlene are like, any word? And they're, they're like, no. And she's like, well, I did what I could. But, you know, he's he did this to me last time. Like he went away and that's his thing. So Mary gets up there with all of her guts and gets in front of people and she starts being like, this is a Fraser fur. Do I hear a bid? And a guy raises his hand and she goes, yes, sir, you have to shout out your bid. And it's Adam. And he goes, uh, I just want to take you out on a date that. And she's like, well, get up here and help me with the damn auction first. And he gets up and he whispers to her, like, I saw your video, like, I love you, too. And then they start doing the tree thing. And in my version as well, Sonia and Joe had a fight because she said something like this has been a nice distraction. He's like, oh, a distraction. I see. And like they you think they're over and then she comes back and bids a thousand dollars on a tree in order to say like, she's going to stick around for the week. Not, you know, um, so that was sort of what was supposed to happen in that scene. And none of it did. And I was like, why are we doing this? So I'm kind of bummed um, again. <laughs> like, yeah. It feels like they did it too. see, not knowing that first of all, I love that ending by the way. Cause I love a good fucking, is he going to show up? And yes. I mean, yes. you, you assume yes. he will cause it's Hallmark and they don't want you to go home sad lifetime. It's possible that he doesn't show up and she kills herself, but um, <laughs> he's murdered someone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I like that version cause that's really fun. And yeah, it does seem like with the uh, tr Christmas tree auction instead, they used it just to show him like making fun of her tree, mm -hmm. yeah. like, you know, him poking fun at her tree. And then, and then the guy, which was totally funny when he was like trying to flag down, um, uh, Darlene. And instead he like bids on a $350 tree or whatever. And he's like, Jesus Christ, I'm just trying to date this girl. <laughs> well, it's funny because Rachel Lee Cook had told me that that scene was the director's favorite one to shoot. Seems like the most annoying to me with all those people, but oh. I felt good about it. Like I felt good that even though they rewrote a lot of stuff, that I heard that the director's favorite scene to shoot was my Christmas tree scene and that the trailer that they released was of the shirtless guy moment, which was me. So I felt like vindicated in some ways.
Oh, hell yeah. You should have. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I got very excited when it said, uh, you know, your name. And I said, I was sending Jen screenshots because it was like two perfect moments. Like one where Rachel Lee Cook was like, had her hand in the air and it was like teleplay by Jen Kirkman. Yeah. And then it was like, I just really, and then the other one, she was like looking down at her phone. It just looked like two moments that like, I could picture you running around Boston in your hat and looking the same way. And it just made me happy. I mean, I'm telling you like, Every little thing I'd be like, oh, my God, they, I called it the Walters Christmas tree farm and they kept that like every <laughs> dumb thing. I was like, oh, my God, I did that. I've never been so proud of anything in my life. And I've I don't know why it was just because I had started watching these movies 10 years ago and it's been a tradition for me. It's been the only like consistent thing in my life through so many moves and jobs and relationships. I mean, I literally it just to be it's just funny. I just can't get enough of that. I love that. No, that's awesome. awesome. And it's, I think it's really, thank you for doing this because it's super interesting for people to hear like, this was what it was going to be. And then it turned into this. And like you said, I mean, I think these things are so like, is the word formulaic? Is that the right, right, is that the right word? I think that's the right word. Yeah. I like how you asked Jen and you didn't ask me because, you know, my eyes just went dead. You know, she asked, she asked (laughs) anybody, but I just jumped in. No, no. She asked anybody. She, she knows that that there's a very good chance that I don't know if it's more of a brain thing, but I think it is a word, Sarah. I'm confident now that Jen said she thinks it is that I think it is too. Yeah. She'll just jump on board with that. No, we say a lot of things wrong on this podcast uh, Mm -hmm. of once Jen, I said, to Mary was trying to tell me something. And I said, don't shit in my hand and tell me it's raining. And (laughs) well, even though that's not the expression, don't do that though. Also, no, also don't. Yeah. You want to avoid that as much as you can, but, (laughs) but I said it with full, full confidence that that is a saying. And then, and Mary was like, that is not Anything no. that anyone's what ever is said. The saying, don't piss on my head. Yeah. Don't pee on my head and tell me it's raining. I or think. don't pee on my leg. Right. No leg. Leg. Right. Yeah. Leg. It's leg. Well, I would like to point out, uh, Jen and Sarah, that that was many episodes ago. And I don't think either one of us followed up with what the proper saying was. That's how little we follow through with things. So typically we're wrong. We acknowledge it and then we move. We move on. And it just it just creates a lot of content. It does. And we never have to worry about, uh, you know, trying to correct it because we don't care. Mm-hmm. Have you thought about doing don't shit in my hand and tell me it's raining merchandise? It has come up. Yeah, we might need Mar- Jen Kirkman. And, you know, you should plug your play. It's jenkirkman.com where you can get all your. That's my way. Yeah. Get all my stuff. All things, Jen, go to jenkirkman.com and that'll take you to all your social medias too, right? Yep. I think. Yeah. Yeah. She has a really good online store because John, my husband was wearing a t-shirt at our Christmas party that says a Christmas Carol. And it's just a, just a, it's just Carol Brady's face (laughs) with a wreath around her head with a wreath around her head. And yeah. And I told Jen, I'm like, I think you might get a bunch of orders today for those. If anyone actually follows through, because a lot of people were like, where did he get that shirt? It looked so good. It like fit him really well. It was like a real compliment to the shirt too. (laughs) <laughs> which I have nothing to do with the manufacturing or anything. But, oh, you don't No, but we I, might need your help in, in, in telling us how to just like actually follow through with doing some kind of merchandise. Cause we never do anything. Oh no. yeah. We'll talk offline. Well, yeah. And I just, I mean, I just want you to buckle up and be prepared for this conversation. Cause one of the most recent uh, merchandising ideas we had was Sarah had come up with a taint candle. Do you remember that? <laughs> Is Where it, it shaped like one or? I believe that it um, 
it starts out smelling nice. <laughs> was, was that it? I don't know. Neither here nor there. <laughs> and let me guess, it and was, as the day goes on. Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't smell as good when, yeah. when it gets like when it burns down. Um, it's mostly, I think it became, is that because of Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina candle or something? And yeah, it was yeah, the, the goop. Somehow we, yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. But but anyway, anyway we yeah. usually have a really lot of mature conversations on here, yeah. as you can mm-hmm. see. And mm-hmm. um, you could have one called Taint Your Candle, Get Your Own. <laughs> <laughs> we need you. We yeah. need you. <laughs> we do. Well, Jen, this was a delight to hear yes. all about. Uh, well, your movie was a delight. It was a delight it to was. hear you know, different things that, you know, angered you and kept you happy. Oh, and I will say the Sonia character, I had written like her personality should be a cross between Moira Rose from Schitt's Creek and Devil Wears Prada. And I feel like she was a little bit intimidating, but she's ultimately kind of dippy. And uh, I had her knowing Joe, like they used to know each other. They went to high school together and she he was the one that got away. But I kind of like what they did with it, that she didn't know him because it was too coinky dinky, you know. Um, and I do like that, even though they made her a little more serious, because in my version, there was no like the publishing company is going to go under if you don't do this. Like so she had a little more stress on her shoulders than my original Sonia. And um, but she had a little spark to her. And I like that, like normally in these movies, I'm like, OK, your company's going to go under and you're also finding time to enjoy yourself at. <laughs> this tree lighting. And for some reason, again, could be because I'm biased and I was drinking, but I took it less as a plot hole, even though it was, and more of that's just how fun this character is that she's like, I know shit's going down, but I'm having fun at the tree lighting with this Joe guy. And I liked that for her. I I liked that for her. I I was surprised that she spent a thousand dollars on a Christmas tree when her company was going under possibly. Well, I mean, Maybe she was, I don't, yeah, she's a little reckless, I guess. Well, she seems like a woman who's probably, you know, been responsible. Their finances might have a 401k from years ago. She didn't seem like her life was going to end if the company went under. It seemed like it was going to be a really big inconvenience and she didn't want it to happen. But if she can get a Christmas tree that has the Clemson colors that she and Joe just happened to both go to Clemson. That was fun. That was a fun. Oh, little... that's true. We still had a coink or dinker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Little, little. It's the purple and I don't even oh, know the color. So, d- can I ask you guys something though? As outsiders, I feel like I wrote the first Hallmark movie where the woman does not move to the small town, where the man moves to the city, but they didn't really clear up where anyone's living. But I felt like it. I did have it that the, it ends with the book signing, and in my head, she's in Boston at the book signing. Cause you wouldn't go to a small town in Vermont to do a book reading. And in my head, like he moved to Boston to be with her and Sonia and Joe are taking trains. Like it's not, no woman gives up her life. Did that come across? Probably not. It did to me. And it's because of uh, what he was wearing at the book signing. He looked what was real, he wearing like a suit. He was like, he was real dressed and she was very well dressed. He was wearing like a, he looked snazzy, didn't he? I said snazzy. He looked like a city boy. Oh, I'll yeah. have to go back and watch. Yeah. Okay. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I just remember like, who boy? He reminded me of, and you know, whatever, the Married at First Sight, we just finished how Gil started wearing Louboutins, but whatever. It just seemed like he was sort of dressing to meet her where she was at. So that I very much took that like Ooh. it was city 
city um now i'm going to call him chris city adam adam city adam yeah city okay adam. well i would like i would like the world to give me this is like uh when glorious dynam's first book came out or something you know like this is big moment for women <laughs> yeah yeah i can't name the book but <laughs> yeah he he met her where she is and mm-hmm. uh and Joe's been taking the train to see Sonia. She doesn't take the train to see him anymore because Mm-mm. he she's too busy with her publishing company. That's right. It's a fucking woman's world and men just live in it. Oh, yeah. Woo! That is that is hot. A hot take, Sarah. I love it. <laughs> uh, I don't just come up with taint candles. I also say important things. <laughs> I just got, I literally got empowered hearing you say that. And I, I don't know if I'm just PMS, but I'm very emotional. I'm like, well, that was great feel very empowered. You should. Well, it was I think you perfect. feel empowered because your Hallmark movie is going to be playing all week for anyone that missed it. <gasps> it is. And yeah, I looked. It's playing all week. It's like I, f- I assume they like re-air it and it's like t- tomorrow and Wednesday and I can make my more family times. watch it when I go visit. What if I you mean, just watch it a whole bunch of times by yourself? Well, I pro- yeah, they did all watch it separately, but I'm just going to keep it on in the background at all times. Um, my mother <laughs> had one uh, c- complaint. My oh. mother called me last night, the minute it ended. Jennifer, this was really good. You know, it wasn't like, oh, let's bake something and fall in love. It was intellectual. And now one thing I didn't like, though, because see, my sister lived in Vermont for 30 years, and that's where she raised her family. And so my nieces and nephews are from Vermont. And we'd go there all the time. That didn't look like Vermont. It looked more like a suburb. And I go, no, I know, but they film it in Toronto and whatever. It's, you know. Or they film it in some small town in Canada. She goes, I know, but they didn't look like Vermont. I go, I know. Well, move on. What? I mean, we got it. It doesn't look like New York when they do New York. It doesn't. You know, that's the thing. I know. But I really thought it would be easier to make something look like Vermont than New York. You know, I don't know. I just I said, that's not Vermont. I go, OK, it's not Vermont. <laughs> I'll stuck on it. But she loved, loved the movie. And she said, it's not fair that it can't get nominated for anything. I go, it's completely fair. It's a made for television movie. That is exactly where it should be. And it's fine. Well, I hope this leads to big things for you. I go, it won't. It's exactly what it is. The moment is over. Now, please accept that. Oh, oh that is my favorite thing in the world. Has tell a parrot. I hope this leads to big things for you. It won't. No, Just- they, they never know what things, you know, they never know. And my dad was all upset. What do you mean? There's a guy's name next to yours and who wrote it? I go, well, he did rewrite it. Yeah. Well, then you put both names. But all right. We send out a big announcement that you wrote it. I go, it's OK. So the story by credit He's like, <laughs> that is right. So we'll see your name on there by itself. Yes. OK. Real mad. Let's um, say a goodbye professionally and um, thank Jen. I just want to I want to. I want to watch it with Jen. I'm going to keep it on my DVR forever. No, um, that's like your make a wish. It is my make a wish. And who knows the way things have been going. I no, I just very much want to thank you for doing this because I don't know how exciting like this aired last night. It is. And it does feel like Christmas already happened and it's here. It's only December 20th. You know, like I have that next day letdown feeling where it's like, oh, yeah, but this yeah. was great. I keep the magic going by talking about it here. That's right. I, I thank you for letting me. And your podcast, obviously, no fun. Jen Kirkman. Yeah, I have a Patreon podcast. And, you know, but I would I would tell everyone you don't need to subscribe. 
because you got a lot of the info here. So I, I'm going to plug my other podcast. I just oh, decided. Oh, yes, please do. Decision. Um, I started a podcast last or this year about anxiety, and it's from like a lighthearted, fun perspective, but it's real interviews with like super smart, serious, fun people. Like it's to help normalize anxiety. So if you think you have anxiety and just want to hear people talk about it in the privacy of your own headphones, it's called Anxiety Bites. Get it free wherever you get podcasts. I think you'll really like it. It's like, it's just like chatting to a friend about anxiety, but you learn stuff. Yes. I I think it's awesome. Yes. Thank you. Okay. We love you, Jen. Thank you. Thank you. And for anyone that hasn't already watched, now go watch it with the knowledge of the things that were changed and see how that takes, what kind of fucking mind fuck that is for you. (laughs) I'd love, I'd love to hear the, you can tell me, Sarah, like, the hot discussion, maybe people on your, you know, groups are like, no, I liked it better the way it was. I, I, I loved it. I was laughing out loud. It's, you know, everything I had nothing to do with. I, I'm a fan. So anyway. All right. We love you, Jen. Love you guys. I'll see you again. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. (laughs) Merry, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.